And we are back in the Pio Fever podcast. Really excited for this episode. Got one of my good friends, teammates, fellow pioneer, fellow national champion, two-time first-team All-American, and second in all-time points. And he only played three years at Denver. We'll get to that later. We got Connor Canizero. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on, Trevor. No problem, man. I'm really excited to to catch up, man. It's been a little bit. It's been a little bit since we talked. You, you're you're up in uh, you're upstate right now. Yeah, I'm up in Syracuse, New York, and uh, yeah, it has been a while. But I guess uh, in uh, quarantine, we got some free time in our hands to catch up, so which has been nice. Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly, man. And and how's everything hanging? Everybody good? Fam's good. Sean's good. Yeah, everyone's good. Uh, everyone's back home. Sean, obviously. My older brother who used to play at Denver, he's back home, and he's actually downstairs working out right now. All right, cool. Ah, uh, Sean put in the work in. I guess yeah. nothing has changed. Not a lot has changed. Not a lot has changed. All right, so speaking of, uh, you know, the coronavirus and, and COVID, obviously it's such a talked-about point in everywhere these days. But I think what a lot of listeners don't know is that you're starting to become a doctor. Yeah, yeah. So this is my first year in medical school. First so, year in medical school. And how's yeah, that? I don't, I don't know too much. Um, <laughs> so if we get too too far in depth with uh, the COVID talk, I, I won't be able to help out too much. But uh, yeah, it's been great so far. I mean, to be honest, I, I mean, you know more than me. I feel like so many people are tell it or saying so many different things you know like I hear from so many doctors saying this and say that and say this and I just think it's just more information just keeps coming out every day so I don't think anyone knows really but you would know yeah, it changes oh, it people changes know you just yeah. gotta ride it out <laughs> yeah you just gotta ride it out you just gotta ride it out so no but that's good man so so something that and I guess we're on this line already but something that I wanted to save to the end but so you're in medical school now, like I said, you know, Connor Canizero, one of the best attackmen to ever play the game. And you kind of had, you kind of made that choice, right? After college, obviously after a tremendous career at the University of Denver and making the choice of kind of stepping away from professional lacrosse and going into uh, the role to become a doctor. I want to know everything about it because we really haven't talked in depth about it, man. You know, like yeah. I want to know, I want to know. I'm just going to let you go. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah. So I always thought like growing up, I always wanted to uh, play professional cross. That was one of my goals and dreams, especially growing up in central New York and um, idolizing the Powell brothers and watching them play at Syracuse and then go on to their professional career. So after college, obviously, I wanted to start off and go right into the pros right away. And I had a great, great rookie season with Ohio, and we ended up actually winning the championship for yeah. uh, the MLL championship, which Not was bad, huh? First yeah, year which was an amazing start to uh, to my professional career. So that was like the start of it. And um, I don't know, just after college, you know how it is. Just you get different priorities coming in and just take up different interests. So I always knew I was interested in medicine. I was obviously a biology major in school. But after school and after I graduated, then it really started to take root as I went off into the medical world and like started shadowing doctors in the OR. And uh, it just went from there. So 
So, and, and obviously your dad's a doctor too. So that probably, that's probably yeah. something you're, you're around. Oh yeah. That yeah. definitely, that definitely influenced big time. Just like me growing up around it all the time. That's the only thing I really knew. Right. Um, but yeah, quitting not, the cross, we're well, not quitting, but like retiring. They said I did, which was, uh, which was pretty weird because they said I retired and I'm like 23. Right. So <laughs> I was like, how can somebody retire at 23? But I guess that's what they considered it. Um, it was definitely not expected. I was going into the season expecting to play the whole year. But um, halfway through the season, my mood just changed. And I realized that it was time to move on to something else in my life. Right. So, and- I had to make a tough decision. Right. And, and like I was, I, what I was going to say is I'm sure that was an extremely tough decision because like you talk about your childhood and, and growing up and being so close to lacrosse and, and uh, kind of like the, the uh, joke survey was to be like, yeah, you retired because you already did everything. You're all American, national champion, <laughs> professional champion. You know, you're like, all right, I guess I've been everywhere. Guess I'm all done now. <laughs> but yeah, no, check all the boxes. No, yeah, no. I check all the box. I I've accomplished everything I wanted to, so I, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm yeah, kidding. it was definitely it was definitely a shock because that was like my identity my whole life being like the cross player, and then I just woke up and I was like, eh, I don't know uh, if it's if it's uh, for me anymore. It's time to move on. Right. No, dude, I totally hear you. It's that 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 identity um, piece of it, and and like I've been in situations where. You know, whether it's um, on a podcast with someone else or something Mm -hmm. outside of the sport. And they're like, hey, like, so what do you like to do outside of lacrosse? And I'm like, "Uh," you know, obviously there's a ton of things I like to do. But it's most for a second you're like, wait, yeah, there's there's actually a lot of other things in life, you know, that are extremely important. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I think what's the even better message and something I want to ask you is, did you feel like – and I'll preface this by saying, Connor K to zero, one of the hardest working pe- person I've ever met, ever come, like, work ethic is out of this world. And I got to see it firsthand in Denver. And do you think that lacrosse has put you in a better position or was an outlet for you to see how hard work pays off? Um, yeah, it, it definitely was. I mean – I'm not saying I didn't really work hard in school <laughs> throughout my like high school and college, but where I really worked and put in most of the effort that I could actually see that paid off was in athletics and through lacrosse. So like I wasn't the most talented or athletically like gifted right away, but I saw my skills really develop as I like just threw myself into it and put everything I had behind the sport. So I could really see like my skills coming along through my hard work and that really helped me develop not only like working hard but working smarter because like you got to do stuff in the right manner and like be like regimented with your training to like get better you can't just go out and work hard that doesn't that doesn't really um help you progress you got to have like a plan behind it so that's what that's one big thing that i learned through lacrosse is like how to make a plan to get better. Right. I like that. I like that. And do you, and 
those skills, do, do you see them easily translated to now going into medical school and, and studying to become a doctor now? Like you just said, you're studying for a test, right? You got a test this week, right? An exam. Yeah. It gave me the heebie-jeebies just thinking about it. I haven't taken a test in who knows how long. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, yeah, definitely, it definitely translated, but coming back into school was a shock at first because, right. I mean, I took two years off after college. I was playing lacrosse kind of just traveling around, going out and hiking and doing a bunch of different things and then coming back to studying. So it was a, it was a shock, but yeah, the lessons I learned through lacrosse and definitely being at Denver helped immensely in my uh, early studies and getting back into it. Right, yeah, living out, you're living out at Denver, Rocky Mountain, Rocky Mountain, going to the Rockies every weekend, going out on hikes with the boys and our dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie. Maggie's yeah, Maggie. my dog. Scott's dog. Yeah. Oh no. yeah. No, no, it was great. So no, that's huge. And I think that's a huge point. I think that's really important for everybody to understand. You know, like all those um, you know, those skills and, and challenges that come along the way in lacrosse, they don't just make you a better lacrosse player. They make you a better yeah. doctor, student. Yeah. You just gotta coach. you just gotta figure out how to like take those lessons you learn and just translate them. Like realize right. like what you do, you can tweak them a little bit here and there, but they still apply. Right. I like that. So, so going, going a little deeper. So obviously you got Sean in the basement working out and yeah. you got Kara, you know, you guys are, you guys are a lacrosse family. You know, you guys are just all beasts. You're, you're beasts. So, gr so growing up, was it, now, like you talked about always being around lacrosse, going always being around like the Powells and upstate lacrosse is so big. Was that a sport, you being the youngest, you're like, okay, I'm playing lacrosse because my older siblings do, or was it something that that you guys all gravitate to at one point? Like, tell me more about that. Mm. And how'd you guys get so good? You guys are all so good. <laughs> There's no drop off. Well, I taught my sister how to be good, so. Oh, snap. Is she in there? Uh, no, she's uh. she's somewhere around the house. But uh, <laughs> So I'll take credit for that one. But, yeah, I think we, we started off as a hockey family. My oldest brother, Chris, he was a really good hockey player growing up. So we basically lived at the rink following him around to different tournaments. Right. And that was always my initial dream is, like, becoming – a hockey star going to the NHL. Oh. I realized uh, I realized that wasn't going to happen when I when my team scored twenty goals and I put in one. So <laughs> it sounds like you're on a good team. Yeah, you're on a great team. Um, but so I realized then that I should probably think about changing it up. And I was playing lacrosse my entire childhood, and I was always really good at that. But around seventh eighth grade, I decided to like put my effort behind it. And I was always following Sean on different teams growing up. So we were always on the travel team. He was two years older. And I always played up with him because my parents didn't want to travel to two places. <laughs> so I always got tossed on his team, and which, which helped me out because I was playing against great competition from such a young age. Okay, that's great. And then we just went from there. And, yeah, we went to every Syracuse lacrosse game we could probably go to. Right. We watched growing up in that atmosphere, watching the great teams of like the early 2000s was amazing. Right. So, 
Yeah, no, no, that's – you get to see those guys that you look up to play almost every weekend, right, at the Dome. Yeah. Um, and so take, it, so take, take me along a little further, okay? So, so you grew up, like, you, you guys all played together. You played up with Sean. I'm sure Kara was also playing with Sean. I heard she played She played with you guys, too. I heard she played with the guys growing up. Is that true? She played with the guys, but she was older, so she played with the guys until, I think, fifth grade. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. And she was really good. Yeah, I'd love to see, like, your rec program or whatever team you guys all played on. You guys are probably all – probably got your jerseys. Each jersey hung up, and they're like, oh, yeah. this is the small one. Is this uh, is this Connors? No, it's Kara's. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, there's some pictures that uh, – around the house that people are like, is that Sean, Connor, Kara? Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, had quite the um, haircuts when she was younger. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious, man. That's hilarious. So, so go, so go further. So, you, so you got, you grew up upstate New York. You're playing now. You go to the games at the Dome, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, for some people that are big Pioneer fans, they might not realize you went to Maryland for your freshman year. Now, what? Before we get in the whole Maryland Denver transfer, before we get into all that. Was it – was Maryland, like, your top choice? Was it Syracuse because you're watching it? What, like, how'd that, how'd that all go down? Yeah, so going throughout, like, high school, I saw my sister went to and played down in UNC. Right. So she kind of started the trend of, like, getting out of Syracuse. Right, okay. So we, I went down to UNC, and I just loved it. I loved the weather and everything, and I thought that's where I wanted to go. But during the recruiting process, you know how it is. You get yeah. pulled in all different directions and, and everything like that. And I was only 16, so I decided um, somehow that I wanted to go to Maryland. Uh, coach Tillman is a great coach, and he recruited me really well. And I uh, decided to go there for my freshman year, and which was a big change. I came from, like, a tiny town in upstate New York. Casanova. Casanova, like a town of like 5,000 people to a school of (laughs) 45,000. So that was just a big shock. Right. Um, Yeah. And then, so I got there my freshman year and it it went well. I mean, we went to the final four and my brother was actually on Denver in the final four. And if we both won, we would have played each other, which would have been really weird. Yeah. ACC freshman of the year, pretty sure, right? Yeah, yeah, right. ACC freshman of the year. Yeah, you're out there on Maryland doing your thing, doing the cans thing at X, shaking ankles, all that stuff. That's great. And I remember, so I committed to Denver, like, my senior year of high school. So I was watching that tournament shortly after I committed, and I'm like, I'm thinking Denver's going to play Maryland. Like, I hope they got something for Connor Canizero. Like, I hope they can lock him up. Unfortunately, Denver didn't proceed into the tournament that far. But um, then come my freshman year, you know, Coach T sending us all these emails, you know, like, make sure you guys are ready to go. Make sure you guys are in shape, you know, all that stuff. And then they're like, yeah, and we got a really, really beneficial transfer. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's Connor Canizero. I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. I mean, I knew right then. I'm like, yeah, there's no way. We're not going to the Final Four. And we end up winning the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, that was surreal. Um, yeah, at the end of my freshman year, I came out and visited Sean. He was a junior. Right. And 
I just had we they had the end of the year festivities and everything. Um, and I just had a great, great time with Sean and the team. And I just felt like I fit in perfectly with the guys. And that kind of sold me on where I wanted to be for the rest of my uh, college career. Right. Yeah. Like we, we had such a, such a great group of guys. Yeah. And, um, I think Reeser was selling me hard. Like <laughs> he almost didn't let me, he almost let me fly back from yeah. Denver. He's like, no, you're transferring now. You're, like, you're staying here. Like, give me your word that you'll commit. To a transfer. <laughs> same with same with Flynn and Dorf. Right, 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 right. Yeah. That's amazing, man. No, no, we had such a good group and, and it was kind of cool how um like after school, how everyone kind of stuck around too, because you know, everyone comes from all over, a lot of East Coast guys, yeah. and everyone kind of stuck around Denver. It really just shows how how tight we were, you know. Um and but but going to, off that transfer a little bit more. So how cool was it to play and win it all with your brother how cool is that yeah that was um that was probably the best moment of my lacrosse career wow because we've been playing together our whole lives and then it, that's always like the end goal right to win a national championship right and to do that with him his senior year and to have him playing on attack with me and Westberg was awesome right. right yeah that was a that was a great line that we had and Sean finally got down there at the end of the season to start on attack. Oh, yeah, you guys played attack. I, yeah. I almost forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot yeah. they switched Sean to attack for the yeah. championship, man. Or the, yeah, for the final awesome. was like, yeah, right a couple weeks before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's got to be surreal, man. That's really cool. Now, now, is that something that you guys, like growing up, playing in the Cavs, playing Cavs rec ball, was that something you guys always talked about or dreamed about or something um, that you guys – maybe never even thought about like i think we always thought about it because uh we went to the final four every year we would go and watch the final four and actually my dad was the doctor for Cortland, so some years we'd be on the field for like the division three final four and we would uh yeah so we were always thought about it here's sean right now actually toss him in here let's see what what's Sean up to johnny kids what's up (laughs) We got we got both Canizeros on the Pio Fever podcast. I think I think this has to be the best episode so far. I mean, we've only done two, but uh, <laughs> no offense to Coach Brown. Brown. <laughs> no offense to Coach Brown. Yeah, yeah, we surpassed him for sure. <laughs> no, 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 that was good. Everyone's great. Everyone's great. So you got you guys are hanging in there, and uh, Sean, you I heard you just got a little workout in. Oh yeah. Little yeah. uh, little body weight one of my classmates puts on. Ah, okay, okay. So you still you're still kicking it out there. Oh, that's awesome, guys. So and then Sean, are you also did you finish medical school? Or are you uh, I'm like finished with my second year of classes, but we have like uh, a big na- nationwide exam that we're supposed to take, but that's kind of being disrupted by this. You know, I really feel for all those guys that you know, got their season cut short. And um, obviously the seniors, especially the Ivy League schools, it's kind of tough for them. But I couldn't imagine, especially, you know, Sean, your senior year, my freshman year, Connor's sophomore year, getting that cut off, you know, could you imagine? Yeah. That I I feel for the seniors. Yeah. Is, who's the seniors here? Mikey Pryor, Nate Mike Williams. Pryor. Andy Logan, Ethan yeah. Walker. That's a great group of guys. And 
that's a bummer that they got to cut short. Yeah, you know, that especially at the end when you put all that time in and you're ready for that. There's other like your senior year. You can't get that back, you know. No. You just – it's tough, man. Real quick, now we got, we got Sean here, okay. What is the most embarrassing thing that Connor has done in rec ball lacrosse? Or any story playing lacrosse growing up, what's the craziest thing that's happened? Craziest thing that happened for Connor. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll probably say you're playing in this uh, little summer tournament in Syracuse, maybe third, fourth grade. Yeah. Uh, was it JD where you blew up the kid? And uh, yeah, <laughs> it's like no contact <laughs> level sports. No contact. They're like six, seven, eight years old. Like, <laughs> maybe some kids like looking back to catch up an outlet pass from his goalie or something. Oh, kids <laughs> ran through him. Runs right through him. Like parents are kind of getting into it. Going <laughs> The, the tournament tries to like kick out Kaz teams for a number of years. Oh my gosh, yeah. that is amazing! And you know, like those summer lacrosse tournaments, those parents are just all—they're just waiting for something <laughs> to just get them off, just to throw them off. You know, they've been sitting out in the hot sun. They've been watching their kids play all weekend, just cheering them on. They're just waiting for something to happen so they. Oh, can- yeah. six, six, seven years old, but Johnny's going D one for sure. <laughs> yeah exactly right yeah, so no that's hilarious that's hilarious and you got you said that was in upstate yeah that was in upstate that was in upstate so did you guys travel a lot playing obviously you said you traveled for um chris's hockey but did you like were you guys traveling in lacrosse a lot growing up did you guys have a lot of hotel trips things like that we played on uh yeah we played on a travel team called cmi roadhawks so we would go up and down like the East Coast. Okay. Um, but not too much, like maybe three, four times a year. Yeah, and that stuff really only started once we got to maybe eighth, ninth grade. Um, right. Prior to that, I don't think we left New York to play. Maybe, right. maybe once before that, we left and like went down to the Philly area, but mostly right. just in upstate. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. I kind of have the same experience in, uh, it's crazy now seeing the sport and the recruiting mecca that it's become uh, of kids flying from California, Colorado. There's, 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 t- there's tournaments in Denver, you know, like when I, when we were going through it in high school, yeah. it was like, I would drive, I would drive to Maryland from New Jersey. That was the farthest I would go. That was like a four hour drive. Um, and you could hit everything, you know, you hit every, every hotbed, tournament you know yeah that's where the cross was it's like only right. in the northeast and that's all it really mattered until recently so we got we hit a lot you know sean you missed you missed a really good a really good podcast here you know we talked about i can't wait to listen to it we talked about the transfer we talked about you you two and kara playing together growing up you guys got your jerseys hung up in your rec hall connor said that i didn't um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we talked about, you know, making that decision to become a doctor and, and things like that. Now, now, now I got you both here. You guys are both kind of on that same path. Connor, for you, was that something that you saw, Sean, like, okay, I'm, I'm going to get into pre-med. I'm going to go to medical school. I want to do the same thing. Or was that, or was it kind of you guys just both, maybe because your dad was doing it, you guys both 
thought that was the move to go or was it one kind of influencing the other? Yeah. So Sean's just been following me to uh, everywhere I've been to school. So from high school to college to med school. I follow him like one year ahead of him, but I'm always planning. Like I think Connor's going to be here. So I want to go. Yeah. John definitely, John definitely influenced, influenced it. And uh, I mean, just show me like you could do it. Because not many people, like, do pre-med while they play sport and do all that. So he showed me that it can be done. And so I just followed in his footsteps and ended up at the same, uh, same school as him along the way. <laughs> and then, so obviously, cut all those. My, my mind just jumped a little bit right there. But you guys, you talked about how you, you loved playing hockey growing up. Sean, Sean, you played hockey too? Yeah, yeah. So was Denver – enticing because of their hockey team for you so when I when I was looking I like I when I was like growing up like kind of remember them winning a national championship in like 05 06 07 that area but like from then they kind of went into a little bit of a lull and like hadn't seen them in like the frozen four in a while so like by the time I was looking at lacrosse schools I forgot that they were like a hockey school until I went out on my visit and like oh, we're going to go to this hockey game. Like, they're playing North Dakota, something like that. And, like, when I saw it and, like, the stadium was packed, people were going nuts. I was like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. You guys won national championships, like, 10 years ago. Right, right. Huge rink. Huge rink. Beautiful. Venue to play. I was looking at – I was reading something the other day. I think it was in, like, I don't know, Sports Center or something. It was all the hockey guy or professional hockey players said their best. Maybe Denver posted it. University of Denver posted it. They were talking about their favorite college venues to play, and Denver was number one. DU was number one, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, it is, it is a great, uh, great college rink. Yeah, it's unbelievable. We packed that thing, get to all the guys. We go to all their games, supporting the boys, all the hockey boys <laughs> coming to our game, you know, coming to our tailgates. It was, it was a pretty sweet time. Yeah, the best, the best uh, I think the best memory of our tailgates – was probably Coach D hates it, but when our student section went uh, and started throwing snowballs, I think it was – I don't know who – it might have been Notre Dame or somebody. Who was? They started, throwing, they started throwing snowballs at Notre Dame and, like, beer cans. No, no, I think it was at Matt Cavanaugh. They were throwing snowballs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was an awesome atmosphere. Our, our uh, student section can get really rowdy sometimes. And- I know. It, it's such a cool part to be a part of, and sometimes you think – like, even being the opposing team, like, you think about Cav in that situation or, like, Notre Dame, and they're like, oh, like, that's – like, they don't like that. But let's uh, it almost, like, fuels them a little bit too, you know? Yeah, it it yeah. just fuels – it fuels the game, you know? It fuels the game. Yeah, I, th- I think our, like, our atmosphere at Denver is was one of the best – I think it is the best to play in front of. Like, when it's a, when it's a sold-out stadium and with the student section going – and then the tailgate before when we're warming up and we can see the, the party happy, happening right. and the students just getting rowdy, it's, uh, it just pumps us up to uh, come out and play well. Right. It, yeah, you know, you know you got the, the school support. And yeah. I remember, uh, you know, like for warm-ups, I'm like out on the side. I'm doing my whole face-off thing. I'm <laughs> in my hand. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. And uh, Coach T always, you know, the coaches talk on the side, like right by the midline. Coach T's talking to, I think we were playing Georgetown. 
It was like a few, I think it was the Big East tournament maybe when we were playing there, or maybe it was a regular season game. I don't know, but it was a beautiful, beautiful Colorado evening. It was a night game, I think. And um, the Georgetown coach goes, uh, you know, the tailgate's pretty popping, you know, music's bumping. They got their cooking food over there. I don't know. And uh, the Georgetown coach asked Coach T, hey, are all those are all those students coming in here? Like, why are they all out there? Are they all coming here? And he goes, yep. So we covered a lot here. Obviously, we got Connor Canizero once again. And guest appearance from Sean Canizero. What'd you say? Special guest. Special guest appearance. Didn't know it was coming. Really excited and really happy that did happen. It was amazing spending this time talking to you guys on the Pio Fever podcast. Um, you know, we, I – we, we, we really hit it all. You know, we hit, you know, growing up, transfer, time at Denver, time after Denver, best times at Denver, maybe some parts that Nico cut out because we couldn't really say it. Uh, <laughs> um, and <laughs> I, I'm happy it all happened, man. I'm happy it all happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm glad to be on here. And I was, it was great catching up with you guys. Yeah, thanks, man. It was really great catching up. Let's keep in touch, man. When you uh, and I can't wait till you cure coronavirus too. Once you finish <laughs> this week, I think I think you're both of you guys together. They'll be like, oh, like the amazing Canizero duo, do it again. Except they could save the world. You know, I would not be surprised. Yeah, surprised. you'll get the first vaccine. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I'm ready to get out of here, man. I'm ready to get out of here. All right. Me too. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk soon.